a Lifetime Original Podcast. So, Kirby, you're going to rap. You have to start this season off with a song. Okay. <clears throat> but I don't know the beat to my own song. Okay. Amira, you do the beat. You do the beat. You do the beat. You figure out the beat, and then I will... Girl, I have no rhythm. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've got to tell this girl, I ain't got no rhythm. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, I don't have the beat, but we're going to get started because it's season two and here we go. Kirby and Amira are back for season two. We took a little break and we hope you have one too, but we're back in the studio and getting back our flow. It's the table is ours and y'all know how that should go. We're back and we're better with a new home on Lifetime, bringing convos to your areas, letting our black talent shine. So pull up a seat, let your hair down, take a listen. It's time that we let our little black girl magic listen. Mic drop. I think that's our new theme song, y'all. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, y'all. Welcome to season two of The Table is Ours. Season two, baby. The podcast where we talk about all things black. And we get blackity black, 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 y'all. I'm talking about black culture, black achievement, and all black topics. And with me today, mm-hmm. ooh, it sounds so good to say that again. I with know, I missed me it. Today is my incredible co host, Amira Lawali. And if Amira were a word, okay, a word to kick off season two, she would be audacious. I love that. And I that. mean, like, step into your audacity, sis, because you are kicking down doors and taking names in season two. No more imposter syndrome. You are audacious. I love that. Oh, my Thank gosh, you. girl. Thank you. And <laughs> y'all already know who this is. This is the best co-host anyone could have. Miss Kirby Dixon. Pew, pew, pew. pew, pew, pew. <laughs> if Kirby were a word to kick off season two, she would be bold. Mm. Y'all, Kirby's energy mm. is bold. Okay, mm. she always has energy. She always knows what she wants. She breaks down doors when people try to close them. She mm-hmm. walks in rooms or walks in zooms <laughs> with some kind of like fierce energy. Kirby is bold. Ooh. It's been beautiful to watch her get bolder as the show has gone on. I'm gonna cry. Thank you, girl. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, this season we are audacious and we are bold. So I hope mm-hmm. you guys are ready. They gave us not only our own damn podcast, but they gave us a second season. I know. I am honestly, every single day, I am impressed by our level of scamming. Because what the hell? What? What? We got a season We leveled two? up. We leveled, we leveled up. up, baby. <laughs> we leveled up, baby. No level stopping up. now. Level up. 
Level up. I knew that was coming, Kirby. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Sierra's a queen. Don't apologize. How are you feeling? What are you most excited about for season two? Like, let the peoples know. What do we have coming? I, there's so much heat coming for season two. But I think what I'm most excited about is I think, one, I think we caught our groove. Mm -hmm. I think we're in a groove. I think we're a a little bit more open than I was. But I think season two, it's just the themes. The topics that most people think are taboo. But are very mm. intimate. Okay, Wendy Williams, I see you. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's so much heat coming. What about you? What are you excited for? Hmm. I think in season two, it's exactly what you said. I'm excited for us to hit our groove. Yeah. And I'm just excited for our growth to be seen on the airwaves. On the airwaves. You know, having good conversations, bringing conversations that y'all might not ever have heard before or at least talked about in this way to your AirPods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm excited for. I think we jump into the music scene a lot this season, which is yep. super exciting. And we go off the pages a bit more than we did on season one. So get ready, y'all. We're going to hear some really, really good conversations this season. Yeah, and it's a lot to live up to from last season. Like, because do you remember we ended last season? Ooh. ooh. Some of our favorite icons. Girl. Our favorite. Girl. Favorite icons. Let me me tell you. We had a whole Destiny Child. List them. Where's the credentials? A whole Destiny Child. We had Michelle Williams. We had the Michelle Williams. We had the Michelle Williams. We ended last season with Quest Love. Mm. What? Mm. What? Mm. Any? Honestly, I could have closed the book there, but we were going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Honestly, yeah. We should have been done, but we're just getting started. (laughs) And since we're here now, you know, I think this might be a good moment of reflection, Kirby. Okay. One, I, I can't believe we, we're going into season two, but like, girl, do you remember how this started? Do you remember how the scam of all scams started? Okay, y'all, I need y'all to take notes on how Amira and I scammed our way into this podcast, because I don't think we've ever actually told the story. <laughs> no, but honestly, they also hate when we call it a scam. <laughs> but it, but it, is. but it was. And it is. We're three and a half to four years ago. Kirby and I were both working our day jobs, our normal jobs, which we loved. Mm-hmm. But it was like late. Okay. It was like 830. We were the only people left on the floor. Yeah. Still working our little hearts out. That time, like when the, the, the lights turn off on their yes. own to save the money and the energy and you got to move to turn them back. To on. turn them on. Yes. So yeah. it's 830. So we're doing our thing, working. We're like, oh, we should order dinner. We'll put a bottle of wine, but don't tell mm-hmm. anybody else. We did open a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And I think we were just both reflecting on our careers at A&E because we've both been there A plus E for some time. But not only our careers, but like what it means to leave Black legacy in certain places. Mm-hmm. Because as we look into the media landscape, we just didn't see enough people who looked like us behind the screens or on the screens or on the airwaves and behind the airwaves. Mm-hmm. So we started contemplating about what the next step for us was. Yeah, and I think uh, a big part of that was also, you know, really kind of challenging how these big corporations take care of and put trust in their employees to see visions through. I mean, Mm -hmm. we didn't even know where to start. Like, we literally, do you remember we wrote on a piece of paper, a sheet (laughs) of, like, computer paper about what it was, what we wanted to do, what type of product we want to put out into the world. And then we started kind of just like riffing off of one another and shifting it and shaping it and be like, you know what? Let's just be bold. Let's do it. Like, let's take it to the executives and see if they're willing to take a chance. And by God, did they take a chance? I know. You know, it's funny. That was your exact word when I was like, I don't know. I think it may be too big. And you were like, let's just be bold. Let's just go for it. So... And then look at where it is now. Like, yeah, what? but 
But, but, mm-mm-mm. tell the truth. Tell the truth, girl. It took a long ass time. Like, I think. It took years. It took about two to two and a half years for this thing to come into fruition. And we watched it yeah. shape and shift and be molded into something we didn't create and then change back into something that we saw from the very yeah. beginning. So, I mean, if I have to say anything, yeah, just be patient, be kind. But I think if you really have something that you believe in, like we did, it was worth the continued nudging and the continued, hey, did you look at this? Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, when is this going to happen? Hey, do you have a budget? <laughs> And it ended up working out. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I think we got lucky because we had a lot of people who believed in our vision from the beginning who allowed mm-hmm. us to continue to push. Mm-hmm. But that's what it really was. I think it was just not saying no or not taking no for an answer. Listen, we stepped into that power and we said, you know what? Why not us? I think that was the theme of last season. Like, why not me? The audacity. Mm-hmm. I think the audacity that so many other people have that we found it in our voice somehow, which I'm excited about. Because I kind of yeah. like it. I like our voice. It's still very foreign. It's still very strange. I like our little table fam. Yeah. It's a good space to be. It is a good space. It's definitely a safe space. We've curated yeah. a safe space. So, <laughs> But you know what? Since we're starting off season Two, with a bang, you know who taught us a lot about having the audacity and stepping into our power and being able to be the multifaceted queens that we know we are? Who? The, and that's T-H-E-E. Double E, double E. Jill Scott. Jilly from Philly is the first episode of season two. Yo, we mic drop. We're done. Are y'all not entertained, babies? We're done. That's season two. Are y'all not entertained? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. Kirby, that convo was like a refreshing hug. Mm-hmm. It was like a warm, comfortable Zoom hug. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Jill walked into the Zoom room because, yes, we are still virtual with so much energy, so much grace. When you hear someone's voice and it sounds like butter, that is exactly butter. what she walked into that room with. And from the moment, it was just like your incredible auntie giving you a big old hug and letting you know that you got this. You got this. In case you need us to run down her credentials, which I know you do not, but we're going to do it anyway. Run them down, girl. Miss Jill Scott. The Jill Scott is a three, not one, not two, but three-time Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter. She is a New York Times best-selling poet. She is a critically acclaimed actor. And in case that was not enough, She's also a multimedia entrepreneur. So y'all can try to fit her in a box, but I bet you can't, and I bet you won't. So we talked to her about so much stuff. It was the perfect way to kick off season two. And we spoke about the idea of how Black women can do it all. We can do both. We can own our sexuality and our femininity, and we can live out loud in all that we do. Yes. And Jill Scott stars as an angel named Angela in Lifetime's upcoming movie reboot of the iconic 80s television series Highway to Heaven, premiering tomorrow, November 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. However, if you missed the premiere, don't worry. Starting on November 7th, you can download the movie to own on platforms like Amazon Prime, Apple iTunes, Google Play, and Voodoo Fandango. And now y'all, We missed this. But the Jill Scott, let's get into it. Before we even get started, you look gorgeous. Thanks. So do you. Thank you. (laughs) Look at these pretty ladies. (laughs) 
I'm just so excited to chat with you. I, t- I, know. I Anytime I have another Philly John on the podcast, I have to call him out. And we are so stoked to talk with you. It's my pleasure. So we like to start every episode the same. And that is by asking this question. What is something that brought you joy this week? Oh, there's been a lot. Yeah, there's been a lot of joy this week. We had a kind of a party in the kitchen. We tend to do that. Okay. Yeah. My sister, my nephew, myself, my son, and my boyfriend, we just dance in the kitchen for literally no reason. But it's always so funny (laughs) because we've got, you know, you got to get your dumb dance off. You know, you got to do that. That has been really joyful during the course of this week. Oh, I love that. That's actually my favorite thing to do with my sisters when I go back to Houston is we always pull up old music and my mom just like gets down in the kitchen. It's like a full hour and a half. No one else understands it. But I'm like, I go home to have karaoke and dance offs in our kitchen with my sisters. What is it about the kitchen that just makes you want to dance? Well, you know, when you like you start to eat food, too, and you're like, oh, something really good. And you got to do a little jig. I think maybe Uh it's that. (laughs) Yep. It's that moment that gets you going. Yeah, we're good for a good dance or twerk off in the middle of the day just to get the juices flowing. It's simple and it's free. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just a good time. I love that. Well, thanks for the reminder. I will be doing that after this conversation. Nice. (laughs) We are going to get to your incredible movie on Lifetime, Highway to Heaven. Thank you. But the premise of this podcast is for us to chat with you about things that we normally don't get to talk to our Black faves about. And the theme is this idea that Black women can do both. We can embrace our femininity and we can embrace our sexuality. And you do it oh so well. You have been an archetype for so many years. Thank you. We know that Black women especially young Black women aren't given the same amount of grace to explore their sexuality and their femininity at the same time, especially in the public eye. But what was the process like for you to be able to embrace your confidence and explore your sexuality as a Black woman, as a curvy woman in an industry like the music industry? It's not something we see very often. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, I honestly don't get it. I didn't know it was a big deal, you know, from my very first album, Who Is Joe Scott, when I did the poem about going to the market exclusively, you know, people were like, oh, she said he was licking and sucking everything just the way he should. And I was like, yeah, duh, that's right. (laughs) I don't understand, like, what is going on here? I grew up around women who were absolutely empowered. My aunts, I love being around them and listening to their stories. They didn't really have any shame in their game. You know, they enjoyed their life. They enjoyed their bodies. They enjoyed being around other people. They had good girlfriends and lovers Mm -hmm. and lovers for particular reasons. You know, some were to fix things and, (laughs) you know, some were culture, you know, so they go out and get dressed up and go out with that one for culture. And when they decided that they wanted to get married, that's what they did. And they were all into that too, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't know the option of not being all of yourself. So I don't remember a time when I was afraid of myself, you know, I, I just don't know it. And I don't want it. Whatever that is, you are welcome to keep it. Yes. You can keep that. Keep it away. Keep it away. Oh, I love that. I agree. I feel like I had no shame or questions when I was younger And then I got older and went to college and everyone was like, why don't you have these insecurities? And I was like, what? 
Like, <laughs> are they supposed to live here? Right. That was never a question. And then I was like, am I supposed to? And then I was like, nah, I'm good. But <laughs> it wasn't a thought until I got much older. And I was like, why do you guys keep pushing this narrative on me? Like, I love my body. Mm-hmm. And it's taken me through everything. Well, unfortunately, it's like Salem. You know, everybody starts pointing fingers and calling you out of your name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, my mom gave me game. She was like, listen, you're going to do what you want to do. I need you to understand, to pay attention to boys' nails. You know, if he's got dirty nails or dirty oh, yes. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Then the other parts of him are probably dirty. Yes. Understand that what he's saying to you, he's probably saying to several other girls, choose wisely. If you're going to be with anybody in the neighborhood, make it one special person because mm-hmm. you can't go around with everybody in the neighborhood. You just can't do that. Pick one and that's it. Move on to another <laughs> neighborhood or something else, but you can't be, you know, these, I, I thought that that was wise choices and I, I didn't have any problems with any of it. Like, yeah. thanks mom. Appreciate yeah. you. I mean, it's something that we can see so clearly in your early music and your music now. I will say shout out again to the power of black women Mm -hmm. because I grew up in a similar household and a similar family. A lot of my family is all women. (laughs) There's very few men. So kind of having that same archetype of watching them get dressed for themselves and being confident in their skin and passing that on to me and me passing it on to my little cousins is something that I love. So thank you for putting that in your music. My pleasure. <laughs> I cannot imagine anything else. And shout out to your mom and like grandmothers for having a man to fix things. Because honestly, that's how it started. And I got trapped and now I'm engaged. But that's how it started. <laughs> that's how it started. It escalated very quickly. If that's your love language, then congratulations. Yes, mm-hmm. it's great. That is a part of my love language. You can fix <laughs> something for me. Oh, that's it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Without me asking. (gasps) Even better. Brownie points. Ah, That's hot. (laughs) Swoon. That is hot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all know that the music industry can be a super cutthroat industry. A lot of times, especially with young Black women, they try to figure out what your look should be. Which box should you be put in? And it seems like your upbringing is is really what allowed you to just confidently walk into this industry and be like, it's me. Either you take it or you leave it. And in learning more about your story, we knew that you actually had an unconventional way into the music industry. And even when you're putting your tapes around, like, I don't want the labels to know what I look like. I don't want them to Mm -hmm. see me. I want them to enjoy and love my music for what it is. Mm -hmm. How did you break out and avoid those stereotypes that the music industry wants to put on you? Did you ever feel any outside pressures to tone down your sexuality? You know, I guess um, I like juxtaposition. I like that. Mm -hmm. So my sexuality isn't naked, but only in private. You know what I mean? What I say and what I sing is different. So I never really had that problem where they were like, oh, you have to turn it down because, you know, my face is kind of soft too. Mm -hmm. My name literally means soft face, which is (laughs) crazy, (laughs) but that's what Jill means. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I never really had those issues because they didn't see me coming. And by the time I said what I said or did what I did, it's too damn late. It's too late, baby. They're like, oh. did she say the truth yes I did (laughs) (laughs) did she 
you know, so they never really saw me coming. And then I just don't believe in boxes at all, at all. Amen. You know, I am an intelligent woman. I am vulnerable. I am soft. I am aggressive. I am the boss Mm -hmm. and I am a pleaser and I enjoy being pleased Mm -hmm. wholeheartedly. And I have the guts to say how I want it done. And I, I do expect that because why, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Why not? Yes. Why not? Why not? And step into your power. (laughs) Of course. Walk in it proudly. We've been shamed a lot. And I think that we kind of got it right and kind of got it wrong. Mm -hmm. Like a Venus hot and tight or Sarah Bartman, if you will. We've made too much out of our bodies. They are not really for everybody. They're not for everybody to see. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't glorify our figures and our shapes. I'm I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that there's a time and a place and there is a certain level of grace that comes along with being an adult woman. Little girls will just pull up their skirts and show you their their privates. You understand? No Mm -hmm. disrespect to you. I just, I think that there, we need to add a little more grace into the pot. We, we got it. We got a lot of that holding on to ourselves and believing in ourselves and seeing our worth. There's just more to it. We're not just our bodies either. Right. Right. I don't believe in compartmentalizing women. You know, you're more than just your shape. You're also a soul and you're mm-hmm. also a brain that mm-hmm. can change mm-hmm. the way the whole world works if you want it. You know, I don't want us to dim any parts of us because some things are glorified other than others. You feel me? Yeah. I hope you yeah. feel you. No, we do. For sure. I hope you do. Definitely. It's balance, darling. We've got to balance. It is. Balance, duality. Multifacetedness. All of it. All of it. <laughs> Give it all to me. We can do it all. Yes. There's no way we could fit in these boxes. No way. We have grown into appreciating our bodies in a way that I've never seen before. Most of the time, it's been other people that are compartmentalizing our bodies into this thing that is not connected to us at all. What I hope for is that we realize sooner than later that you're not broken into pieces. Your body is awesome. Congratulations. When you get older, <laughs> things fall, ship, shape, crease. You may not crack, but you do crease, friends. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to incorporate the rest of you. This is what, when we're talking woman, this is what it is. It's not just your physical form. It's also your soul. It is also your mind. It is also your capacity to dream. It is also your work ethic. It is also your values. It is also your sense of adventure. You know, grab onto all of these things. This is the shit. That Mm -hmm. is the shit. Mm -hmm. Official. Because beauty fades. And I don't care how many things we can pluck and put into and, you know, all of that. That's not going to keep the lights on. There's more. There's much, much more to a woman. And I I want us to be all of those things deeply. You just wrote a love letter to Black women, young and old, everywhere. Yeah. I mean that. Well done. Yeah. I mean that. For a long time, we were just like cooking and cleaning and raising babies. And and that's awesome, too. But there's so much more. And then at one point, you know, the Sarah Bartmans of the world, that's Venus hot and top, um, placed in museums and marveled at her body and raped her until she was dead, you know, where it's like glorifying the body right now to such a degree that we don't even 
actually like our own bodies. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something for everybody who's got, you know, the little waist and the inner fat ass and all big tits and round lips, you know, (laughs) somebody who is pencil thin can steal whoever you're dating in a heartbeat because she has she's intense or passionate or honest mm, or yeah. funny or funny or funny funny will see your man it what? Sure will. funny what? will snatch him up well snatch up whoever you're dating yeah like you're not just bits and pieces don't just be your body please yeah please be more than that because you are we hear you yeah what a word this morning. Yes. Oh my gosh. And the likes and desires of the physical continue to evolve. So what's in yesterday and what's in today may not be in tomorrow. So you might as well just love yourself for who you are and what you've got and all those other attributes that you named because I'm no longer, you know, going to be looking to the male gaze to tell me what I can and cannot be in this world. I'm over it. You better come on, Kirby. What is the male gaze if it is not fickle? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> are there any artists that you believe are championing this next wave of R&B singers that truly like embrace their identity in a way that you've never seen before, especially Black women in our industry? Oh, yeah. I'm really proud of Ari Lennox. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love the honesty in her voice so very much. I'm really proud of Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Let me see. It's been a long time, but T.I. had an album called Trap Music. And I listened to that album and I wanted to sell drugs. I was like, I want to be a drug dealer too. (laughs) That's the kind of stories that I like when you can incorporate other people and have them feel and think. And I don't want to sell drugs. I mean, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) But you can put yourself in that narrative and see what it would look like. Yeah. Yes. I can see what it looks like without having to do the deed. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I like that. And her. I'm very proud of her as well. You know, I feel like I tell her this, that she may not know, but I'm totally her mother. I'm like, (laughs) your pen is a descendant of mine, whether you recognize it or not, it is. And I'm really proud of it. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm very proud of it. My pen is a descendant of Maya Angelou and a little bit of Shaka Khan, if I could get it. Yeah, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. How does it feel to see an artist like her and you see yourself in her like how does it feel to know that you passed your pen on it feels great I'm still holding my pen but the fact that they're inspired by it you know is is really it's everything you could want (laughs) it's literally everything you could want like as an artist as a woman I have mentees that I am super proud of They are just graduating from school. They are getting the gig. They are creating their own businesses. They are getting married and being happy. And like Mm -hmm. literally, not just kind of, not just for paper's sake or for Instagram, but like internally, spiritually motivated and happy. And I'm like, yes, you know, I hope to do that for you know, all the young people that I have around me, I hope to be a part of that. It's not because of me, but I'm certainly grateful to offer what I can and take them out of whatever boxes they think they're in. Cause that's, that's that bullshit. Yes. In a box. Yeah. No boxes. Yes. Well, speaking of breaking you out of the box, which you've never fit into, right? Thank you kindly. You have done so much for the television world. You've done so much for the film world. When I think of you and your legacy, it's not just music. It's so much bigger than that. Thank and you. now you are the star 
of Lifetime's newest upcoming film, Highway to Heaven, in which you play an angel. <laughs> Don't you love an angel? Yes. Jill Scott as an angel. Like, I could not have casted that better myself. <laughs> it makes sense. The math was mathing. The math had mathed. Yes. It makes sense. I went over that for a minute. I was like, oh, can I play an angel? Like, I'm no angel, and I know I'm no angel. I've never been an angel. Like, can I play an angel? And I decided that I would do it for my grandma because we watched the show together, Highway to Heaven, when I was a kid. And it was just sweethearted. You know, it was just sweet, something sweethearted to do with a grandma that really loved me and loved God, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for the old blue. And I think during this time, you know, COVID has been so hard. <sighs> still fighting (laughs) against police brutality, kids not being in school, just a whole long list of things that have been so frustrating. And mm. Mm -hmm. so I thought, yeah, this would be a good time to do something that is just pure of heart. I'll play an angel and I'll start with one. I need her to be flawed. I need her hair to be jacked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I need I need her to to not have it all together because in my opinion that's where the angels come you know they're not the people that are always just so perfect and pristine they are people that you didn't see coming and they they come and they just bless your life in a way that you're like what you know you can't even imagine so I wanted to make her like everyday everybody people if that makes any sense at all, mm-hmm. like everybody, people. So yeah, I, I said yes, and this is part one of several. Yes, yes. baby, welcome to the lifetime team. Thank We're you. So excited to have you. <laughs> yes, we could not have thought of a better person to portray this role, and even just your voice alone, I'm like, I feel better. <laughs> I feel I pure. Feel I feel at ease. I feel like I can tackle the week. You have a very calming energy that we appreciate. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you so much. My son would say different when he hasn't done his chores. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Still a mom. Still a mom. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before you go, this might be tough and maybe not. Ooh, let's go. Favorite Jill Scott lyric of all time. I'm telling you right now that there are some things that I have said in songs that I'm like, damn, you killed that. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that I I have been like, "Mm, you you better put your pen to paper. Yes. Um, (laughs) And and clearly at this time, I'm like, I think. I don't know. Uh, this is so hard because there's so many lyrics that I've enjoyed and I've, I've drawn over. Oh, uh, the dirty version will probably be 
red toenail polish on white walls documenting this freaking. Oh, that's a line. Yes. That's a bar. Can you see it? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That. Painting a picture. (laughs) Yes. And then the other side of that would probably be Jareme Kofasula, which is kind of a lullaby. But I, I, I closed my eyes and I waited. I waited for my pen to move, and which I tend to do a lot. And what was written was Jare Mekofasula. And I was trying to find this word that was bigger than love, that was, it was all encompassing of this love that I feel for God and this little boy that are in my life. So Ja is God. Ray is king or light. Uh, so God is king, Jare May. To me, that's what May, uh, May is to me. Jare May Ko with Fa is the fourth note of the diatonic scale. Number four is my number. I was born on the fourth day of the fourth month. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's let, let that live. Jare <laughs> yeah. Ko Fa. So, so means to such an extent. Jare uh, Ko Fa. So La is uh, to exalt. So God and light are king to me um, to such an extent that I exalt. Mm. That is Jaime Kofasula. Mm. Oh my gosh. That's the highway to heaven version. (laughs) (laughs) I want people to uh, to know that I'm not just one thing and I, I just cannot be. And will not be. I will not. I think it's unfair to my spirit. It is. And that's not what I can't do that. I agree. I feel like I'm finally coming into my best form, which I'm letting other light in. Like, honestly, this podcast Mm. for Kirby and I is getting out of the box because our day jobs are completely different. Really? Yeah. This is like, this this is for us. This is for us. This is like, yeah. And for you. This is, this is for us to be able to highlight and to give grace and to give love to people Mm. like you who have influenced us throughout our careers, whether it be directly related to what we're doing or not. We get inspiration from you. Guys, ladies, ladies, I love that. We kill the patriarchy. Ladies, yes. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. That is a lovely so thing to do. Lovely thing to do. So we like to end every podcast episode the same. This podcast is about highlighting our Black favorites, and you are one of them. So if you can fill in the blank, my Black is beautiful because. My Black is beautiful because of Felicia Rashad. She came into our lives and introduced us to another kind of Black woman. In her role as Claire Huxtable on The Cosby Show, she was both loving and fiercely intelligent. Now, I know this was fictitious. I know that these aren't real people, but they became real to me. And Felicia Rashad, as Claire Huxtable, became a template on how to have grace. Mm-hmm. And my black is beautiful because of her. Mm, so good. The theme of this podcast is what box? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's box. the title. <laughs> that is the title of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we thank you so much for being here with us, for allowing us to just pick your brain and the beauty of what is Jill Scott. And we're so happy to have you be a part of the Lifetime family. It is my pleasure. Please, if you have an opportunity to listen to a podcast, it's called J.Ill, the podcast. You can find that on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
That was awesome. We feel the same <laughs> way. Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 The Table is Ours is produced by us, Kirby Dixon and Amira Lawali. This episode was also produced by McKamey Lynn and Aisha Jordan and edited by Melissa Kaplan. Our researcher is Emma Fredericks. Our executive producers are Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. The Table is Ours was created by Lifetime. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.